Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 159. Do you ever feel like sometimes you just don't quite have, I don't know what we would call it, ability, maybe, or strength, or, I don't know, you feel like you're lacking in some way. You're facing something, you're going through something, and yet there's a lack. You don't quite have what you need. I want to be talking about that today. This whole idea of needing more, (laughs) wanting more. You know, one of the last instructions that Jesus gave to his students was, He said, I want you to do two things. This is before he leaves them. He says, I want you to uh, train people and instruct them on how to live in this world. Right? That makes sense. So he wants his teaching passed on. That makes total sense, right? He says, I want you to do two things. I want you to train people and instruct them how to live in this world. Because people, we need help and how to navigate and live in this crazy world which I'll agree with that, right? The second thing, though, he said was, he said, I want you to baptize them. And that's interesting. He said, I want you to baptize them. We call this the Great Commission, by the way. And out of all the instructions he could have given his students, for all the things he could have said, He's saying, for the future generations, two things are vital. You need to pass on my teaching. You need to teach people how to live in this world. And you need to baptize them. And this is the thing that caught my attention this week. What is so important about baptism? Chances are, if you have been baptized and you were baptized as a baby, you can't even remember it for one thing, right? Or maybe you were baptized as an adult and you do remember it. Or maybe you've never been baptized. What is this business of baptism and why is it so important to Jesus? I want to look at that today and uh, attempt to answer some of these questions by looking at Jesus' own baptism. Now, After the Christmas story that we've just heard about these last few weeks, after the Christmas story, um, remember we heard about Joseph and Mary and the baby being born, and then we looked at the Magi. Well, after that, there's really not that much recorded in the Bible about Jesus. Like, there's just lots and lots of time passes where we're not really told anything. We don't really know anything about him as a child, for example. We know, actually, no, we know a little bit. We know that he got separated from his family one day when he's about 12, and his mother got exasperated with him. She finds him in the temple uh, debating with the teachers, and the teachers are all amazed at his understanding because he's only 12. 
And he says to her, well, you know, well, I'm, I'm here in the temple. Where would you expect me to be? You know, I'm, I'm in my father's house. I'm not sure how she received that, by the way. Um, but we do have that one detail. Apart from that, you know, we don't know anything about Jesus till he's 30 years old. So there's this huge big gap in the scripture between his birth narrative that we looked at over Christmas time, and then nothing much until he's 30. And when he's 30, this is when his outreach begins. This is when his teaching begins. Now, the first thing he does before his teaching begins is he gets baptized. So before the baptism, there's, there's nothing at all. And then we have this story about Jesus' baptism. And the texts tell us, actually, this is in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. This is what we call the four Gospels. The story of Jesus' baptism is in all four of these books. And in Jesus' day, baptism in Jesus' day was in the Jordan River. And you would be baptized by John the baptizer. So, as I said, all of the four gospel writers, gospel means good news, all of the four good news writers describe Jesus' baptism. And they all mention that it took place right at the very beginning of his ministry, before any teaching happens, before any students are called, there's no disciples yet, before any healings, before any miracles, okay, we have no signs of any of these things happening. It all begins with this immersion into the Jordan River by John the Baptizer. Now, even John the Baptizer was a little bit hesitant to baptize Jesus when Jesus actually went up to him. He's standing in the Jordan River. He wants to be baptized. John feels a bit inadequate and says, well, shouldn't you be baptizing me? I mean, you don't, you don't need anything. You don't need to be baptized. I'm doing this so that people will get serious about their spiritual lives and, and, and receive forgiveness. And you're already serious. And you don't need any forgiveness. So John's, I guess he feels a bit inadequate. But Jesus insists and says, no, no, this is, we need to do this. So he insists on it. And I think one of the reasons that Jesus insists on it is because there was another piece to baptism that John the baptizer hadn't considered. And what happened was, is that when Jesus is immersed into the Jordan River, and Luke tells us this, and Mark tells us this, Jesus was praying, and then He's baptized and the heavens open up and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. And then this voice from heaven says, you're my son. With you, I am well pleased. Now, 
In other words, nothing happens until the Holy Spirit comes. It's after the, the, it's after the Spirit comes and descends that Jesus is given power and strength and ability. He's equipped to do what he needs to do, in other words. Because with the Holy Spirit, power and spirit go hand in hand. I mean, they're always sort of coupled together. Like there's lots and lots of passages that say things like, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When the Spirit comes, you will receive power. Actually, the word in Acts is dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite. So like you feel like you're lacking something, need some, some power. Yeah, spirit, power. They go hand in hand. So for Jesus to receive this power was absolutely essential. It's like he's saying, I'm not beginning anything. I'm not starting any outreach. I'm not doing anything until I'm filled with this power, this Holy Spirit, which I think is why Jesus teaches to be filled with the Holy Spirit for us is absolutely essential. To rely on God's power, Jesus would say, yeah, absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary because God never expected nor asked us to embark on a, a self-help program. That's not what discipleship is about. It's not what um, following Jesus is about. Jesus taught, no, 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 you, you, need, you need a helper. You need help. And that helper is called the Holy Spirit. Now, the scripture is, is full of examples of how the Holy Spirit helps people. And sometimes they're in surprising ways. Um, for example, things like, um, for the Holy Spirit, oftentimes the Spirit helps people do things as people as in us. Oftentimes the Spirit helps us do things that at one point or at one time in our lives, we are too fearful to do. I'm thinking about the disciple Peter, for example, the student Peter. Peter, uh, early on in his studies with Jesus, was most hesitant to speak out and, and to call attention to himself. He was very, very uh, apprehensive about calling attention to himself. In fact, I won't go into the long story, but at certain points he ended up saying, I don't even know this Jesus. He just didn't want to get into trouble. And yet, what's fascinating is, is that after the Spirit empowers him or comes upon him, suddenly Peter finds the strength to speak out to thousands of people. It's like, well, what happened to you, Peter? How come you're so brave now? And he'd say, yeah, well, I think he'd say, yeah, it's really not me. It's the spirit that helped me with that. And you might have experienced something similar yourself, not in the sense of speaking out to thousands of people, but 
this idea of, have you ever felt that something is quite beyond you in some way? And you think, I really can't do this. This is too hard. Or I'm too frightened. Or I'm not going to be able to cope. Or if this happens, I, 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 I just can't survive this. And you do. You do survive it. Right? You do survive it. It's like, well, where did that extra help come from? Yeah. It's like, thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. It's like the Spirit, it's like the powerhouse. The Spirit gives wisdom. You know, sometimes we're, we're not really sure how to approach a problem. Or we're not sure how to approach a conflict. Or we don't know how to best help someone that we care about. I mean, just, this is the way life is, isn't it? Sometimes the way isn't clear. And it's like, we need guidance. We need clarity. Jesus would say, yeah, you do. You do. And it's the spirit that will guide you into all truth. You can get the help in the way You'll get the help that you need, in other words. You'll get the help that you need. It doesn't all have to come from you. I think what can happen is, is that we get very interested in the teachings of Jesus. And, uh, you know, we like to hear about what's happening. But we forget that we were never meant to try and live this way all by ourselves, Because sometimes, frankly, it's just too hard. Right? I mean, sometimes even our own thinking isn't helpful. Sometimes even our own thinking can trip us up. We can't get a handle on things. We can overthink things. We can approach a problem in a way that we just seem to go round and round in circles and nothing's making any sense. And we have the same arguments, we have the same disagreements, we're stuck. Or we give the same advice. You've ever had this? You give the same advice and nobody's really listening. Isn't that frustrating? Yeah, you're going round in circles, you keep on advising. Nobody's really caring, nobody's even listening. So it's very easy for us to get stuck. And again, it's like, yeah, Jesus would say, you need the helper. You're never meant to try and work this out by yourself. By the way, I should mention that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, isn't restricted to come to us only on the day of our baptism. Right. Uh, I should have mentioned that, that, you know, this is something that we can, you can ask for this on a daily basis if you like. You know, uh, Paul in the Apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Meaning if you're feeling incomplete, if you're feeling like depleted, like you don't have enough. 
like you're running out of whatever you need. You just don't have it. You can't think your way through the problem or maybe you don't have the courage to face the problem. Maybe you don't even know what the answer is. It doesn't really matter. Whatever it is in life, the Apostle Paul would say, yeah, it's like Jesus said. You're never, you were never meant to do this life alone. Sometimes people can help you. Sometimes people don't understand you. Sometimes people just, they can't, they're limited. They're limited in their capacity to be with you and help you through certain things. Jesus would say, yeah, that's right. That's why you need the helper, the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus didn't begin to do a thing until he was empowered for the task. He waited for the right time. He prayed. The Spirit came. And then after the Spirit descended upon him, the text says, descended upon him like a dove, which is a beautiful image there, Everything else happened after that. That's when he called the disciples, called his students together, started to teach his students, started to heal people. All of these things happened after he was given what he needed. So whatever it is you're facing today, whatever it is you are feeling Maybe there's a lack there in some way. You're not quite sure how to move ahead. If we take Jesus as our model, Jesus would wait until he felt empowered in some way, given what he needed by the Spirit before he moved ahead. And that becomes the prayer. That becomes the prayer and the heart cry. Whatever it is we're feeling we're lacking, it's like, God, you have the answers, you have the wisdom, you have the strength, you know what I need. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me and give me what I need. Well, thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.